Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com. You can join us uh, with Storm Purvis tonight with the Ricardo Ball, or you can join us right now with Storm Purvis, and there are only two games on the ANZ Premiership Netball calendar last weekend, but those two games... Provided us with some incredible moments, uh, including Bailey Mez's crazy flick back over the baseline to tie things up 50 apiece between the Waikato Bay of Plenty Magic and the Central Pulse, only for Elia Dunn to snatch a one-goal win for the Pulse with time expired. Fascinating stuff uh, and intriguing stuff too as uh, we're joined now by Storm to talk about it. First of all, Storm, uh, how's the comeback trail? We're hearing that uh, things have been out and about uh, you can't hide these days. You've been in the gym. So Silver Fern number 162, back on court shortly. That's what we're hearing. Well, to be fair, it was supposed to happen last weekend. Um, I won't say for which team, but both two teams that had approached me both ended up cancelling their round games. So five games turned into two games last round, round four. Um, both the stars and the tactics just couldn't muster together um, a strong enough squad, so they have had their games deferred under COVID-19 protocol. So I think it's a sign, Smithy, that it's just not meant to happen and I just need to stay in my lane and, um, yeah, <laughs> not much else to say there. Well, what, are, what are we looking at here, a, a, a CNN announcement or something? Like, I mean, you're not going to do anything official until you're actually, like, about to walk on court? I mean, what, why, why can't we know who's chasing you, chasing your skills? Well, uh, well, you can know. The stars and the tactics both asked, and I think, I mean, that's probably right. not a surprise because they're the two teams that have had, um, you know, issues trying to get enough players together because so many of them are, are either down with COVID or are isolating as close contacts. So um, it was actually both of those teams, to be honest. But the reason it hasn't been, like, announced as such is, A, it's not a big deal. We've seen lots of players come out... Um, and answer SOSs so far this season. And B, like, nothing is confirmed until you're literally in the stadium about to play. Like, I was getting ready to suit up for one of those teams, and then before I knew it, both games were cancelled. So it's just yeah. um, the times we're trying to live in at the moment in this competition, they're trying to keep it running and do what they can, but it's just so uncertain. And, um, you know, the league and the teams are doing such a great job considering um, how much adversity has been thrown at them. And it was just great that we did get two great games over the weekend, considering what's happening at the moment. <laughs> yeah, it is great, and uh, I really, I for one, want to uh, see you back on court. So let's uh, hope that does come to fruition. Uh, COVID or no COVID, let's discuss that fifty-one fifty-one for the, the pulse over the magic. How does that rank for you in terms of, say, quality netball for a start? It was actually up there with my game of the season so far. Um, we saw the Mystics Pulse Thriller the round before, which was maybe higher quality netball throughout the 60 minutes. But last night, just in terms of the sheer thrill of the final two minutes, was fantastic. And I think it's a game that no one was kind of expecting the magic to really um, 
challenge and I think everyone thought the Pulse would take that win quite easily. So from that perspective, it was great to watch. It was great to see Liana Debrain back on court. Great to see Amelia and Ekinasio play three quarters this week. Hopefully, um, you know, next week we get to see her play a full game. But, you know, you already talked about Smithy, the over the head, out the out the baseline shot from mm. Bailey Mears and then the buzzer beater from the edge of the circle from Aaliyah Dunn. It was, it was just crazy. And um, it was great to see the Magic get better and better as the, as the season goes on because um, it's no secret I've kind of been their toughest critic um, and I, you know, I've questioned some of their recruitment and whatnot so it's actually great to see them kind of shut me up a little bit and perform really well. The Mystics, 67-59 over the Steel and uh, the other match of the weekend which confirms their place at the top of the table. Um, are we looking at the champions this far out? Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, if you were a betting person, you know, you could put your money on the Mystics, I think. If they've got their full squad of 10 available, I say that because even their bench is ridiculous, um, then, yeah, they're going to be really hard to beat. We haven't seen the Stars in full force yet. We haven't seen, you know, the Pulse up against the Mystics in full force yet. So it's still still early days. But if Grace Wickey, their goal shoot is healthy and she can play a full 60 minutes, um, they're going to be really tough to beat. There's just not many defenders in the country at the moment that can match her, and that was certainly the Steels issue over the weekend. Okay, so uh, are we looking at any any players? Has uh, anyone in the in the four rounds or four part rounds that we've been able to complete so far, Storm? Has has anyone said to uh, Dame Nolene, um, "I'm I'm back uh, to the level that you would like to see"? For instance, those returning players, or what about new stuff? Yeah, look, I guess in the um, scope of returning players, I think Dame Knowles will be really excited about Amelia Ann's return, um, former Silverstone captain. She's just, I think, only like five months ago um, given birth to her second child. The first round, we only saw her for a quarter. She definitely didn't, you know, look herself. And um, I think a few people might have been a bit worried that, you know, there was no way she was going to make a comeback in time for Com Games. But over the last two rounds, she's played a half a game. Um, and three quarters of a game and shot at really high volume and percentage. So she's the type of player that I think Knowles would be thinking, man, if she's on one leg, I still want to take her to Commonwealth Games just because she's a proven game winner. Um, and, you know, someone who brings that experience we need in that goal attack position for the Ferns. In terms of a bolter, I have been really impressed with Kate Burley. Um, she has made a move from the Mystics down to the Steel. And I've talked about her a lot on this particular radio station. Um, you know, getting out of her comfort zone, moving south and just challenging herself. And she is doing a fantastic job. I think the only thing that kind of doesn't work in her favour is that she is on the shorter side for a defender. Um, but if you've watched either of the Steel versus Mystics games, you would have seen her competing in the air with Grace Mickey, who's at least 15 centimetres taller than her. So I've been really mm. impressed with, um, with Katie's move and her determination and just, you know, she's really challenging herself to grow. Um, she's been someone that's been on the cusp of the Ferns for so many years, and I'm wondering if this year might be her year. Before we get on to uh, what's coming up this weekend and round five, it was, uh, was interesting to see the Mystics men's and Stars men's put on a, a bit of a show before that Mystic Steel game. Uh, we know that Dame Nolene has used the, ma- the male team as a tool, really, to prepare in the past because of COVID restrictions, etc., not getting quality opposition. But uh, what, what kind of future is there for the male game, for, for blokes interested in wanting to play? How strong is it? Where, where's it headed? Look, I, I actually don't really know the answer to that question just yet, Smithy. I think it was 
fantastic that you know the public um, and TV viewers got to see a men versus men game because we've seen the New Zealand men play against the Ferns before and it's always such a great spectacle. But um, I interviewed a few of the men's players prior to that match and they said they were just excited to kind of not feel like they're holding back and not be afraid to you know really give it to their opposition. So. It was that if, if you watched it, it was a really exciting spectacle and, and great to see a really different skill set out on court. Um, it's not the tidiest netball. I think, you know, um, as females, we've been drilled and drilled for years about how to play and, and structures and whatnot, whereas the men kind of rely more on their physicality and their physical abilities. So it's, it's really fun to watch. In terms of where it's going to go going forward, I think Cruz Tangira, the captain of the Mystics men's team, put it nicely that they just wanted to lay the foundation to other franchises out there to say, we can do this, get your franchises behind you and, and organise a game. It wasn't that hard. Um, it'd be great to see, you know, a steel versus tactics men's game maybe sometime soon and then eventually see what the interest is like, what the reaction is like and see how it can grow. Um, from a kind of biased netball perspective, I'm all about netball growing on the world stage and we know that the Olympic mm. Committee love sports that, you know, with equality that females and males both play. So if we can get netball to the Brisbane, you know, 2032 Olympics, that would be amazing. And I think having the men's game showcased more often will only help that course. Yeah, absolutely. Totally concur with those thoughts. Uh, round five, really busy round this weekend. Starts on Saturday in Rotorua with uh, the Magic and the Steel. That will be a good one. I think, you know, the Steel are wanting to prove that they deserve to be up there at the top of the table where they sit at the moment. Um, and the Magic are just, momentum is really on their side. At that home, um, if they have Liana Debrain back in, back in the black Magic dress, that would be great. Hopefully we see Amelia Ann for a full 60 minutes. Um, so they will definitely, you know, be targeting that game as one they can take. But to counter that, the Steel know that they want to get a win. Um, they've been pretty inconsistent so far this season. You know, some great wins, some 20-goal losses, which is not something we're used to seeing from the Steel brand of netball. They're known for their ball retention and, and their consistency. So two teams really desperate to put on a good show. I think that'll be a great game. Sunday uh, is the tactics, needing some points badly, um, but uh, you've talked very highly about the Mystics. Would there be an upset in the offing there or no? Well, I know the Tactics have had a rough couple of weeks and I'm, I'm almost positive that some of their players are still not out of isolation um, in the early stages of this week. So they'll be wanting to get them out there and out on court quickly. Unfor unfortunately, because of that reason, I just I can't see the Tactics kind of challenging the Mystics there. Mystics are one of the really lucky teams that had all their COVID issues right at the beginning of the season. Um, and they've either all had it or all, all safe. So they've had consistent playing time and training time together. Um, so I, oh, I don't like to say it, but I think that could be a one-sided affair. We've got the Magic uh, having a busy weekend because uh, they've got to follow up that game with the Steel with a, a trip to, uh, to Auckland uh, to play the Northern Stars. Now, the Northern Stars, we, uh, we don't know too much about them. They've hardly played this year. <laughs> I was just about to say the same thing. I, just, I don't know what to expect from the Stars at the moment. So that'll be a great game to watch just to see. I mean, the Stars have a really great roster. Um, they've recruited well. They've retained their core from last year. Um, and they, they have a lot to prove as well because they peaked so early last season and then kind of 
um, choked a little bit towards the end and they really don't want to do that this season. And I know they've talked about getting better and better every week and, and peaking at the right time. So uh, to be honest, I don't know. In terms of matchups, I'm not too sure what to expect from that game, but my eyes will definitely be heavily on the Stars just to see how they play as a unit. Um, you know, they were... They've had three games cancelled so far this season, so you can imagine that they probably haven't had yeah. that much training together as a team. So I think that game will be a scrappy one to start and it'll get better as the game goes on, but definitely one worth watching. I won't ask you about the Pulse playing uh, against the Southern Steel on Monday night, but it does cap off a busy weekend of netball. But I will ask you uh, about what's on tonight, centre pass and focus uh, tonight at 8pm here on SENZ. What have you got lined up for us, please, Storm? Well, we're going to talk to one of the men's players, one of the Mystics men's players. I'm not too sure who we've managed to lock in just yet. I know Cruz Tangira isn't available, but he's a TV hog anyway, so we're all sick of hearing from him. So we'll try and get someone different just to hear their thoughts on where they'd like the game to go um, going forward and how they found the momentous occasion over the weekend. So I'm really looking forward to that chat. We'll review the round, probably quite similar to what we've just done now, but that's okay. We'll get into a little more nitty-gritty detail. And we're also going to talk to Kelly Jury, who um, has had two great showings in the yellow pulse dress over the past two weeks, MVP over the weekend. Um, I just want to hear from her about, you know, why she's so great this season, what's changed, and, and how she's finding her netball. So, yeah, looking forward to that. Looking forward to it. Uh, looking forward to talking to you again too, Storm, uh, when we get the opportunity. Good luck with the show tonight. We'll be listening. Uh, and thanks for your time this morning. It's been great. Lovely. Thanks, Nadine. Deck maintenance isn't fun. Move the furniture and barbecue, sand and prep, paint, seal, or get a low-maintenance Trex deck. The only colour fade you'll have to deal with is watching the sunset. Trex, the world's number one decking brand.